Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Another episode of Horror Movie Night. We are one episode away from 400 episodes. Whoa. Praise an the ins- Lord and pass the loot. <laughs> an insane accomplishment. And we we end it 399 episodes. The only way we knew we could figure out the sleaziest movie I've seen in a long time. Picked by Scott. Scott, how Wait, the hell no, did no, you- Wait, no, no. I sure fucking did not pick this movie. Kyle picked this movie. Does how this- did Kyle get two picks back to back? I, 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 that I don't know, and I did not. Question. Oh, it really was two picks back to back. Well, so I think that it was the the live episode threw something in the mix or something. But I really, really like listen. You. I'm I'm a little regretful. Uh, not regretful. I don't regret. I really don't. Even though I say I do, I don't because. But I'm realizing a theme in my picks that I really need to work on. Um, the theme will the theme will reveal itself. Uh, fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, I'm calling the cops. There's a there, yeah, but we'll get there. This is only the second time. We're still okay. So Scott, you're owed another pick. I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix this. I don't. It's it's fine, dude. I've been doing this with you for a decade. Um, I've been doing. <laughs> I don't this know show if I should have years. another pick. Um, I don't know. I'm looking. At what else is cut? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Those are me reacting to Kyle's picks in the future. <laughs> I, you know, I want to be upset about your future picks, Matt, but I don't know if they're actual real movies based on the, the spelling. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what the fuck is Party Line, and how did you find it? Kyle, I'll let you tell the real reason why you picked this movie, but I have thoughts. I think Kyle picked this movie because of Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this that's is such a Vinegar Syndrome I, pick. Yeah, and like I've I've realized like I've caught up to a lot of the Vinegar Syndrome things that I'd like to talk about here on this podcast and share with you uh, both and with our general audience. Um, so there's not a. I mean, there's plenty out there that I'd yeah. love to watch. There's fewer things that I'd like to talk about, but Party Line. <laughs> 
really uh, rang a few bells. Uh, no, bells. Uh, rang a few phones. Uh, there's something here. But there's a lot going on that I thought was... Uh, a, it checked a lot of boxes for us Listen, all so- together and individually as well. Uh, Leaf Garrett being a major, major part yeah. of that. Well, oh, yeah. So here, here. This is... I got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. There is... I need you to talk about it. There is nothing... <laughs> There is nothing I could find about this movie on the internet. No. The Wikipedia is a two-sentence plot summary and a cast list. That's okay. all it gives you on Wikipedia. The trivia page on IMDb, two pieces of trivia. One of the pieces of trivia is just critics thought the actor playing the detective was miscast. Yeah. That's yeah. not even a trivia fact. No, and that's, then the an sec- op- that's an opinion. That's a general <laughs> opinion. And then the second trivia fact, which gave me like PTSD for a split second was the second film in which Leif Garrick plays a uh, transsexual. No, no, no. Or transvestite. Transvestite. transvestite, Which is the, which is, I I read that and I wrote it down. Well, I mean, just copied it over. Uh, Also, 27 out of 30 people found that piece of trivia interesting. So, yeah. but, but anyway, the they, second film was well, the first Devil film, Times Five. Devil Times Five, also known as People <laughs> Toys, which was picked by Brian. Brian. Brian Kelly. Oh, and it was, uh, and it was wow. Brian's worst pick. Yeah, yeah. Which and he apologized for pick, it. No, this is definitely <laughs> not your worst not pick. My worst pick. Uh, not your worst pick this month. <laughs> 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 but here's the thing is that. I want to know how long IMDb has been around. Now, this is a rhetorical question. I don't actually want you guys to go research and see how long IMDb has been around because transvestite is such an antiquated term. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of a bad word. Um, I wrote down cross-dressing because I was like, I did not need to see Leif Garrett cross-dress again. But um, it's, it's just so funny because Matt and I are in this Groundhog Day of Leif Garrett dressing up in women's clothing well, and not do it more in than a once. sexy way like this isn't no. this no. isn't gene simmons in um never too young to <laughs> die <laughs> adding, adding on to the reoccurring theme do i, do I am i the drama yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you know we could write this off as you know this is going to come out right around the drag race finale, so I guess like that's yeah. Something. And Leaf should have been sent home long ago. Long yeah. ago, dude. So no, let me tell you the dumbest. Phoning it in, phoning it. The oh, fuck there we in. go. Yeah, there we go. We got. To oh the phone shit! Joke. Yeah, what? Oh, <laughs> you're right. Come on. I forgot um, I wasn't there with you. The yeah. dumbest note Damn. that I wrote was towards the end of the movie, but I wrote this down and I just started cackling, and. It was the scene where Leaf attacks the the girl in the bathroom um, when he's in full cross dress, and I yeah, just wrote, "This is the future that the right is trying to protect us." From. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, how that old lady get oh into God. that club? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess how the same did that seventeen-year-old young... babysitter get into the club I, and buy a I, martini I, for herself and a cop and a, yeah. and a cop. <laughs> this movie's the worst, chaos. That's the worst bar ever. So, um, maybe, so maybe it was just for those water you, and a martini. Maybe they were like, oh, "We're not gonna sell sell you a drink." And she was like, "Why don't you just put water in a martini glass for me and that guy over there in the huge jacket?" Yeah, yeah look at my big coat. I'm an adult. <laughs> so, so for those of you who are not familiar with this movie, which is probably All every you, single yeah. listener, it's on Tubi. <laughs> don't worry, it's on Tubi. <laughs> Yeah, we got you covered. This movie is kind of interesting in the fact that, A, it's sleazy as hell, 
But B, we know the identities of the killer five minutes into the movie. Like it's yeah. not it's not a who done it slasher. We know exactly who done it. But that's also the problem is because then it becomes more of a dirty, hairy type detective mm-hmm. procedural while all this stuff is going on. Um, which is I'll talk about this towards the end, but I actually shifted what my double feature was midway through the movie when I was like it it starts with the vibes of one movie, but then by the halfway point, it is absolutely the vibes of a totally different movie. Um, and I I'm at risk of both of you picking both of my options, honestly. But I'll still go last just in case. This but movie matches a lot of stuff. I'm just saying. I'm it just, does match a lot of stuff, it. but it, like I here's what I'll say. I had fun with this movie while simultaneously knowing I will never watch this movie oh, again. Like I wasn't hundred percent. Yeah, like it was like I wasn't miserable watching it, but I was like, this is a one and done for me. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the you know entirety what made of the this viewing. movie like the the rewatch or not the rewatch, the the enjoyment level of a single watch of this movie is because of the insanity of all of the the lines. Because like I have a lot of notes and they're all just lines. Yeah, I I wrote down two quotes that I felt like had to be brought up, but you're right, like the scripting, the even just it was the pacing by of this boys. movie, it was definitely written by twelve year old boys. But the I credit where credits due, like it's a ninety minute movie, and throughout the movie, every once in a while, I would do a time check, mm-hmm. and it was one of the few times where I was like pleasantly surprised how far along we were in the movie. Like it wasn't like it moves. You do it moves. Yeah, like you didn't do the time check. And you're like, oh no, it's only been fifteen minutes. Like it was it like wasn't Dungeons time and check. Dragons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. time check, cool, 50 minutes. Like, all right, that seems about where we should be. <laughs> and as far as like a, a procedural, like a psychological thriller, I guess is what you would call this, It it is like a, I feel like a lot of it's actually shot like a slasher. So I I can give it a pass. I mean, I, I, yeah. I know that That's partially why I picked it, because is, it it's, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, actually, well, actually, the second viewing, I feel exactly what you're saying. It was like it's not quite as horror of a movie as I expected, but the sleaze and the way that it shot sort of gave it, uh, gave it a little mo, as we it's say. It's kind. Of, it's almost got say. this <laughs> element of like I don't want to say guerrilla filmmaking because I don't think that there's like any stolen shots in this, but like you can feel that this was not. They weren't doing multiple takes of this. You no. know what I mean? Like I yeah. like. And like prime, like probably my favorite moment in the movie has nothing to do with the movie, really. It's that they're at the club and this band is playing and it keeps cutting to the band on stage. And the band just looks like they're having the fucking time of their lives <laughs> yeah. on that stage. And there was somewhere I was just like, man, I bet that they just told them, hey, we're filming a thing for a movie. Just have fun. Yeah. Like, like, because yeah. they I want to like, believe that's the band that was actually like all this music was performed by in the club because Which, that music the is music insane. was the music was nuts. the lyrics Dude, are wild are crazy and they come through so clearly there's oh, not yeah. a muffled ly- there's not a muffled <laughs> lyric in the they soundtrack they were proud of is... those lyrics i well, i'm the, really shocked the soundtrack across the board is really weird because like there's one part that i actually wrote the music here is gnarly which is when he opens up the music box and it's like this music box music and all of a sudden it's like this really dark guitar riff starts playing underneath the music box. And I'm like, this is fucking dope. But then our closing credits is scored to like the ALF theme song. Like it's just like smooth jazz playing as yeah. the credits yeah. roll. It's a little, like, it's it a is little all over the place. place. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this movie is is um, it's a lot of things, but a surprise it is not because we get boobies in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. That's mm-hmm. I think when I wrote God, this movie's sleazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's real quick. It doesn't hold any punches. No. Uh, no. Well, the, it pulls a lot of punches, and it's every time the sister and brother get, oh or the sister God. smacks around Leif Garrett, her brother, because he, she's not good. She's not a good, no. not a good physical actor. Um, there's this one part where, so the conceit of the movie is that there's this brother and sister. They are abused by their parents. Uh, their parents are both dead, and they have their daddy's razor blade. They they call a party line constantly, which is such an anachronism, and I love it. Um, it's actually the best part of the movie is is the fact <laughs> that this is like something you have to explain to to listeners in 2023. So a yeah. party line was a, like a 900 number, I would say, probably uh, you'd pay for it uh, back in the um, 70s and 80s, and and you could talk to anybody that was on the line. It was an open line, and so um, what they're doing is they're using the party line to find victims to lure back to their home and slice up with daddy's razor blade um the woman the sister is um very obviously domineering of her brother played by Leif Garrett who is um he had an uh, an Oedipal relationship with his mother uh the daughter was uh sexually abused and raped by the father so much so that there's at the bedside table, there's Totem and Taboo by Sigmund Freud during that first well, okay. initial scene. Now it makes sense why that's your background. <laughs> well, I'm also in bed with them. Uh, okay. I'm also between, <laughs> For between the two of them. don't watch our, our uh, streams and they, they just Which listen to our streams. Which you should. Yeah, our Patreon. Patreon. It's, it's uh, only $15 a month to see our faces every week. HMM so. podcast. Yeah, but you get, a lot of, you get a lot of stuff. You get that. You get you do. soundtracking episodes. You get Fear Street pitches. You get um, the newsletter. You get... Yeah, our you Patreon's get, you, pretty dope. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say and it. We really I'll don't. say it. I'll go out on a limb. We're a pretty cool Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, is that we don't talk about it enough, so it's, it's, there's our plug for the day. But anyway, um, if you are watching us, you can see that Kyle's background is the sister and one of their victims in bed. And I love that you caught that that was a Sigmund Freud book on the nightstand. The one song in particular was something along the lines of... Um, uh, oh uh, yeah, you, like uh, you already said, praise the Lord and pass the loot. That's the one. And yeah. then yeah. what was the other one? It was. Um, I didn't write down the other one, which I'm shit. mad about. Yeah, I wrote. I, I, I thought I wrote it down too, but I know that we're all over the place this week, guys. It's all right. That's right. Um, but so the party line is used by the brother sister killers to f- lure men, mostly men, sometimes women, back to their house, slice them up, kill them because they have fucked up, like. Um, you know, childhoods. And so they go to this club and they, um, well, the, the the one time she puts on that red wig, my God, she was walking like a robot. Did you guys yeah. catch that? She looked like the red wigged killer in Terror Firmer. Uh, <laughs> yes. For those, for those familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. It's it just was, such <laughs> a, it's a thing. And then so they, they get, they, they're bringing people back, they're killing them, blah, blah, blah. But they go back to Club Fantasia, and they're there just to party. And um, there's this this song that literally is like an inter- interpolation of I Want to Dance with Somebody. Did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's amazing because it you only catch 
a part of the pre-chorus and I was like, wait, wait. And I rewound 15 seconds because I thought that they actually had spent all their money on music to get I Want to mm-hmm. Dance with Somebody dance with in 1988. Somebody. But I don't, actually, I don't even know if that song exists in 1988. I didn't do enough research. See, that's it what I should have been doing my been. research on for this episode. No, it, it would have existed. That would have been on Whitney's first album, which I believe would have been 1986. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. so it was right. close. There we go. Yeah, but that was the other song. Those two songs were very, very noticeable. Let's. Yeah. I I want to start with this. So I believe all of us are too young to have experienced a party line. But if I'm understanding a party line correctly, it would be almost like the phone version of, say, jumping into an AOL chat room. Absolutely. Where everybody's there chatting, but then you could go and take a private chat with a person from the party line. No. The um, only thing that I, does not oh, work Oh, so that you way. were always you public. You were always on the party line. You'd have. That's why they were like, you want to meet up or you could give them your personal phone number and they could call you. But the idea was basically gotcha. like going to a, a quote unquote public area. There's, so there's a, some voyeurism here. There's some mm-hmm. um, like there's a lot of sexual perversity, you know, or kink. Um, I, I guess I wasn't sure if still the... exist. I like I'm pretty sure. I... Yeah. I, I think you're probably going to be. I don't know if they're if they exist on like phones as much as it's just like sex hookup apps seem right. similar now? So, well, well, no. So the only reason I say that is I think it was during the pandemic there was a report on um, Reply All and they had actually found that like party lines were still existent what? and they were very Where? popular with like, with well, it was popular amongst people in retirement homes during the pandemic who were oh. trapped inside their like bedroom as a way to like call in and just anonymously (laughs) talk with people yeah like it's like that's the only people that would make sense for in all honesty but i was like good for them well you know that retirement homes have some of the highest levels of stds so Mm -hmm. you know they're probably just like the people in here yeah (laughs) lots of fucking um but but the reason why i want to set that all up is because it was a very expensive thing to call and that's where we get one of my favorite lines is two girls hanging out on the on the party line and the dad discovers the yeah. bill and calls to figure what out what it is and is just so very quickly sucked into the joy of a party line yes. when they're like, yes. are well, you big and muscly because- like Samson? And he goes, well, I don't know about this Samson, but you haven't met Big Jack yet. <laughs> I love that how dude. he uses his real name. And then <laughs> what goes between like regular dad and sexy dad is two buttons down his shirt and a necklace. And a necklace. Yeah. The necklace sells it all. Well, yeah. so he, that he's the best character, in my opinion, because... Why don't we see first, his murder? Well, I don't know, man. One of the first... Because I also wanted him to die, even though he was the best character. It was one of those things because he's... So he is... He has big daddy energy, big jack daddy energy. <laughs> but he's... The characters that he's interacting with are the babysitters of his of said kids. So No, just the favorite, one babysitter and the babysitter's the, friend. And the babysitter's Who's not friend. supposed to yes, be there. Who shouldn't be there. And he, he clearly doesn't care about her because no. she drives her home. He drives her home. He drives both of them home and he drops off the friend first. And he goes uh, something along the lines of like, are you sure you can walk from here? 
uh, no telling what kind of perverts. But instead of her answering whether or not she can walk from here, he just goes, Good night, Alice, and drives away. <laughs> with the doors the other. open, and door closes from the like the yeah. inertia <laughs> of the car moving. It's amazing. Yes. Which then we cut to the next scene in which he tries to hit on the babysitter that he drops off, and it clearly describing that he is a pervert. And then we will get into his perversion when he picks up the party line and gets yeah. involved. Pervert, all perverts must die. And then we don't see him. We don't see him killed. It's it's a damn shame. No, it's it's wild. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it is such a. This movie is so fucking strange. And these girls, one. I mean, the girls that were prank calling the party line, indirectly become the heroes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, more so than any detective, which led to the only other quote I wrote down where she, they have the little girl sitting there, little girl, she's supposed to be 16, she looks 12, but she's, yeah, she she's making hey, more the phone calls. Them getting not like, she actually looks young, and yeah. they got yeah. someone who doesn't look like a model, which I loved. I mean, I, for yeah, a movie I this do sleazy, that. I felt like they did a great job of her and her friend being like, quote unquote real for sure because this was this was prime let's cast 22 year olds as 15 year olds yeah. and get them naked for some yeah. weird oh, reason yeah. like yeah so so like she's that wasn't a fun she's yeah, on the phone line <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what i'm talking about. new listeners of the show beware <laughs> beware but they uh they're 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 having her just sit on the party line to try to find the person she suspects is the killer and she's just like hurling insults at any person that's hitting on her that's not the person and at one point she just goes you sound like a eunuch or something which is not a word that any 16 year old in the history of the world has known specifically in a pre uh, game of thrones world uh, like, right right i don't know right. maybe she was playing exactly. D back then I, who knows that's true she does look like someone who'd be playing D. &D. And coming um, from someone who plays DD, that's okay so listeners, I know that. Yes, we are not yes, shit talking yes. D D players. Uh, no. At the time that we're recording this, one of my favorite things to hit the entire internet was the the mini Freaks and Geeks reunion video to promote the new Dungeons and Dragons. Movie. That's fantastic. I heard it's great, man. I heard it's a lot of fun. And I mean, that's... if it's being written by people who actually know the game, yeah, that's a plus. And then seeing the trailer, the dialogue is on par like the dialogue in the trailer at least is on par with the dialogue that a bunch of 20 year old virgins playing D D would say so <laughs> would i'm say. like they're nailing this they're nailing this this is the vibe it's needed to be this whole time yeah stay tuned for our feeling uh check out our patreon if you want to hear our feelings on the first dungeons and dragons that's movie. right dungeons and dragons <laughs> that's 2000. right yeah not to be confused yeah. with dracula 2000 yeah no don't spoiler alert we weren't fans um so <laughs> So the the only like my my like my note taking was like it would be like a rapid fire bunch of notes for a single scene and then like silence for like 30 minutes yeah. and then another scene would happen. Um, the biggest amount of notes that I got was actually right after that bathroom attack scene towards the end of the movie because I did a time check and I'm like. Yo, they're gonna wrap this up in eleven minutes. Like and they do, a impressed. lot happens. And <laughs> a lot everything happens, happens in, 11 in eleven minutes. minutes. Although the detective, th this may be the slowest commandeering of a vehicle I've ever seen on cellular. <laughs> like, so I love that idea that that this 
disgraced cop because he lost his badge before the third act of this movie. So mm-hmm. also more more backstory for for listeners who have not thankfully have not watched this movie. Um, there's a uh, badass co- guy cop. There is the um, sexy blonde DA who he becomes somehow entwined with, um, and then she's a DA, right? Yeah, or, I mean, a, or a federal agent. Whatever she, maybe she's a she's a coroner. I know, not coroner. Whatever she is, she's she she is another higher up than he is. Yes, yes, and yeah. and um, they're they are using the teenage babysitter to track down Leif Garrett, um, and then they they're at Club Fantasia, and um, they he like commandeers a car by just waving his fucking revolver at some people, and they're like, okay, you know, I. I I don't know. Personally, if somebody was like, I'm a cop, give me your car, I'd need a little bit more than that to give up my car. Yeah. It sucks, though, that everybody's, yeah. everybody had um That actually makes me so. want to give up my car less. Like, yeah. it actually is like, I don't, <laughs> if that's what you're leading, you're leading with the gun? I mean, well, actually, that is a Leading with the cop move. part is like, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not giving you my car. Yeah, cop. I'm but, fucking not giving you the car. But, but then we get to this final, there is... Four minutes left in the movie because again I did a quick time check when was we the, got to was, this moment. Was the part where Leif Garrett gets kneed in the nuts and then thrown off a balcony before the four minute mark or after the four minute mark? That was before the four minute mark. Okay. At the four minute mark, our our DA character walks into an indoor pool, which I don't believe oh, we've yeah. seen up until this yeah, point in not. the movie. And I immediately was like, okay, so he's getting shot and he's falling into that pool then. And then like two seconds later, in comes detective, shoots him, he falls into the pool. And I was like, all right, everything (laughs) is as it should be. Yes, (laughs) It's very very much a a bow on top kind of ending. Yeah. It's like you don't introduce a pool in the last five minutes of the movie if there's not going to be a body floating Unless inside somebody's floating there. There are two yes, things right. that We've are learned that as far either... back as Sunset Boulevard, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're either going to get shot and and exsanguinate into the pool mm-hmm. or you're going to get eaten by a, a fish monster. There are, there are only two, two there speeds. There are only two options. Yeah. Or, or Frank and Furter will come from the water this... and sing a song about uh, dreaming it and being it. <laughs> yes, I was <laughs> going to say, the okay, option. so then a fourth option <laughs> is when uh, an electronic ghost puts the pool cover over you. And <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's typically that's not the, the end of the movie. That's like the middle of the movie, right? Oh, that is that's the middle. That's when she gets right. real that's because the a... dog gets killed. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. don't. We forget about that and scene. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. I'm Kyle Kukta, director of The Wound Within and co-host of Horror Movie Night Podcast. And I'm Jeanette Wall, writer of The Wound Within and host of the Horrors of Love Podcast. And we are currently crowdfunding on Seed and Spark to bring this short horror film to life. A young woman discovers a mysterious lesion on her chest the morning after a disappointing tryst with a new lover. Throughout the rest of her day, she finds that she might not be the only one who's experiencing these unsightly symptoms. Incentives include opportunities to be part of our podcasts, behind-the-scenes photo books, original soundtrack cassette, and more. To contribute and make this film a reality, 
go to seedandspark.com and search The Wound Within. Oh, Kyle, I heard a little hiss. Oh, what is that? Because I have a so, little hiss, too. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So I, I this this does this only matches the energy of the film more than anything else, but I got this little gin and tonic from Greensmith, and it is just... Oh, wow. <laughs> actually, it's perfect because it matches the color of the uh, the uh, the book. It matches the... the book, yeah, and it matches Freud. Um, but no, it's just it's just a little can gin and tonic from uh, from Green Hook Gin Smiths out of New York, and it's it's probably the best canned cocktail I've ever had, and the gin oh, nice. and tonic feels very appropriate for this movie and the next one that we're going to talk about. So I'm only going to have one, and I'll uh, be, well, they're both your again. picks anyway. You fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm going. I run this show. <laughs> I went with Night Owl. From Elysium, oh. Elysian yes. um, Brewery. It's not what I want to drink at all because no. it is a pumpkin ale. It's it tastes good, but it is not pumpkin ale season anymore, y'all. So no. um, I'm no. I'm literally just it. doing it for the show. <laughs> yes, yeah. gotcha. That's a good. It all is right. a good beer in in its right season. Before we do anything else, I've got one last thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about party line, right? Right. But I want it to have a birthday party line. Yes. Because uh, at Creature Feature, we did get a special message that we were supposed to pass on. Kyle, would you like to uh, dive in here? We met we met a man. Yes, a, we met a, a diehard fan, a hell of a man, <laughs> uh, Mr. Heckman. Wanted to, David I, we Heckman. Not, we, do, we do not know your age. We do not know <laughs> what your actual birth date is. However, we are. But informed your son that asked us to wish you a happy birthday on the show. Yes, and thus we you will get do that. You were, you were the Dave. Dave was the last. Per, Dave David was the last person I met on my way out. It was such a joy to you know we've met a lot of people, made a lot of friends, but it's always cool to like end the whole weekend on somebody who's been a listener and who has listened and like gets to share in that. So uh, and your and your son was super stoked. Uh, yeah. And so happy birthday! Thank you for listening, and uh, I'll catch you on the party line. Yes. Hey, Kyle, what would your double feature with this be? Um, so I, I had, I had two, and I think I picked the, the best of the two for this one, and it's because tonally this movie is so wacky as well. Uh, both of these. So I, I picked. I saw what you did, William Castle's. I saw what you did, which is about um, yes, two prank, <laughs> two young prank callers who mm-hmm. prank call a man who just murdered his wife for Joan Crawford seemingly just they just prank call saying I know who you are I saw what you did and his paranoia ensues and like they try to track him down and it's just it it matches completely and actually a shout out to um Dylan Young from Video Nasties sent me that Blu-ray when he sent me my favorite pieces shirt. Finally yeah. got around to watching it a, maybe a month or two ago, and it matches perfectly with yeah, Party Scream Line. Scream Factory put that out on Blu-ray, and it's it was one that I got as a when they were sending out the review copy still, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking fun. It's like fun. it's not Short, like it's not fun. one that I think we would ever do for the no. show, but I was like, this was worth the seventy minutes or whatever it takes yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Scott? Um. So I feel bad because I'm pretty sure this is one of the ones that you would be going for. But um, this really just I I had to look up Leif Garrett to see if he was in my double feature because I was like, could be Blood Rage. 
Uh, no, that wasn't mine. But okay, okay well, yes. So, I so get Blood it. Rage, I feel like it's very similar in the slasher aspects of it. It feels, and also they're both absolutely unhinged, and the pool scene at the end of both. All right. So I'm going to say both of the ones that were running through my head, and then Kyle, let me know if I took either one of the ones you were thinking about uh, when you said that you had a second one. But when I first started this movie, the whole vibe of people like tracking their victims through a party line, I was like, ooh, is this going to be like out of the dark? Which like had the sex Mm, hotline vibe. And if it's my pick on what I want to watch after this, (laughs) that's my pick. Like I'd rather watch that than what. Kyle, have you seen it? Yeah, he was on that episode. He was? All four of us? Yeah. Oh, man. That was an all four of us episode. Good movie. Um, Like, that was Brian's best pick ever. 100%. And that's the one I would rather watch. But about halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, no. This movie hits the vibe and the tone and the sleaziness of a movie that's actually starting to, like, get reappreciated a little bit. It is definitely a film we will never, ever, ever, ever do on this show. But Cruising. It reminded oh. me so much of the tone <laughs> sure. and vibe of Cruising, um, which is a really interesting movie. I, I think it's a film that, at the time it came out, it was very much depicted as, like, this film hates gay people. And now I think it's starting to get reevaluated as, like, or this movie was trying to warn people of how yeah. dangerous homophobia was. Like, yeah. like, it can go either way depending on the lens you want to watch it through. But just, like detective constantly in a club trying to get people who are like doing quote unquote sleazy things behind the scene. And like, I'm pretty sure that's all razor blade across the neck murders as well. So (laughs) it just, it very much felt like it was a a brother sister combo. uh, (laughs) And In the same way that this movie is a brother sister. <laughs> well, they forget. Freudian I mean, combo. Friedkin has done other like gay movies, like Boys yeah. in the Band, and then other aspects of his films have. Yeah, so I don't think um, he's a ho- like he's really doesn't have a homophobic bone in his body. I think he was very much intending to. Right. To he's a raise prick awareness. sometimes, but he's you know, but he does he does okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the second one you were thinking I, about? I was picking one called Lisa. It was okay. um, about a 14 year old who seduces men through the phone. It was a VHS PS pick that, uh, in theory, I don't really remember. It was just like content wise, it was similar. All it's right. got some like hard candy vibe just from the explanation. And that's a movie that I would not mm. want to watch again. That movie is just no. very yeah. painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> well, so so Kyle, I know that your double features were both things that you fairly recently watched, but what is something that you very recently watched or read or listened Mm -hmm. to or whatever that you want to talk about? Well, I'll tell you a quick little story. I took a quick trip up to Syracuse university, my alma mater for industry day. Somehow they invited myself and friend of the show, Evan Fonseca up there to (laughs) represent the film program, uh, which, which was, which was awesome. It was a blast, but, um, and, but it was exhausting. It was exhausting to talk with all the kids and students that were, you know, for a whole Friday, you know, from mm-hmm. like 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. to 4.30, just kind of relaying stories and advice and whatever. It was very rewarding, but very exhausting. So we went to go pick up some food at a place uh, called Possibilities that we really, that my <laughs> wife really likes. So I actually picked up food for Carly <laughs> to bring home. Um, but on the wall of possibilities, they were pr- some. The host pr- decided to pick motocrossed and project it on the wall. So motocrossed is a retelling of twelve 
the twelfth something Shakespeare night. Twelfth night, yeah. Wait, uh, wait, wait, what? With mo- with yeah. With, this is a motor. This is this, I believe it was a Disney Channel it's original a Disney film. Cha- the twenty sixth yeah. Disney Channel original film. Uh, yeah. as we've come when to when was it I from? Early nineties. Two thousand one. Two thousand two. Okay, it's definitely a blind spot. Is, in yeah, my yeah. It was not. Film. Yeah, so like I was not a Disney Channel kid really at Me all. Either. Um, and but but Evan spotted it immediately, recognized it on the wall, and so instead of going out and enjoying any more of Syracuse, beautiful Syracuse, New York, <laughs> we went back to our hotel, watched motocrossed on his laptop because we couldn't get the HDMI plugs out of either of the two TVs in our room. <laughs> so we're just sitting on the couch watching motocross. Look, I, 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 it's a boring fucking movie, but as like one of those sort of like early-ish Disney Channel movies where they're trying to incorporate extreme sports. Um, and the It's not craziest... the worst of the options. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And it's got some crazy music drops, and it's just... And by music drops, and Muzak drops. There's no... Yeah. There's no needle drop, really. It's well, just no, all I this think, crazy Muzak that they make. No, Motorcross might be the one... I think it's the one that has Juliana Theory on the top of the world in it. Really? Um, because I remember that they've actually they right. went on the record and they were like, "Yeah, it's the only time we ever had our song in a movie, and movie. not <laughs> the was... ideal, not, not the ideal one for us." No, but we'll the, take it. It's got the mom from Dawson's Creek in it, <laughs> and I think, and oh, I mean, cameos by Travis Pastrana and uh, some other people. That's not a that real name. Ilk. <laughs> Travis Pastrami. It more of anything, it's it's a it's a fun one to experience because of the time and the place. But even more, watching it with a friend, falling asleep uh, in your hotel room. <laughs> Love it. All right, Scott. Um, I finally watched Landlocked, uh, which is a movie that Kyle posted on the um, Facebook group. Uh, you had seen it in the festival circuit last year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it at Chattanooga Film Festival, and then they uh, got distribution at the top of this year. Yeah, uh, I watched it on Prime, um, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I didn't, like, live message the guys about it, um, but I did uh, say, Kyle, I'm going to watch this. I'm pretty excited, and you're excited to hear my thoughts. Um, And my thoughts were positive but at the same time um i would have liked to see them go a little bit into a less predictable um place with the movie but it's more of a rumination instead of a it's a rumination on 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 like childhood and and childhood places um i i'm fine with that i just wanted it mm-hmm. to be something a little bit more avant-garde something a little bit more i don't want to say edgy but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i wanted them to take a chance on the story a little bit more i think that's kind of a fair i think that's kind of fair though that's a fair that's the fair word for it yeah i I mean i i think that they did a great job with a shoestring budget i feel like they could have spent an extra thousand dollars and got gone where i really wanted them to go but it's fine um yeah Mm -hmm. but it's, it's good i i think that it's it's a it's a good movie to watch. Um, I wish that I was ecstatic about it, but um, as far as like movies that I've seen this year so far, uh, 
new quote unquote movies because I think it is technically mm-hmm. a 2022 movie, but I would consider yeah. it a 2023 movie. Um, yeah, I think like a gen like when that comes to that, I feel like like a general release or a general public release is, is kind of, of a, the actual release yeah. date of it. I than, would say it's the best anything. new movie I've seen this year, right? Oh, right on. But I haven't seen a whole lot, so right. You know, but it's it's good. I just yeah. was I just felt like it had the kernel of something kind of fucked up, and I wanted that, but it's all yeah. right. Yeah. And then, Matt, what about sure. you? Well, first, I'm going to start with a quick little advertisement, because we are in the peak of genre television right now. So if you're a fan of genre television, check out this Geekscape show, Bingetown Television. Uh, Bingetown TV on any podcasting app. Uh, mm-hmm. They are right now covering the new episodes of both Yellow Jackets and Succession and The Mandalorian every week. So if you're watching any of those shows, they do a really great deep dive recap. So check that out. Nice. But what I am going to discuss is my friend Tommy Avalone uh, has been making some kick-ass documentaries for a couple years now. Uh, a few of my favorites from him was, of course, the I Am Santa Claus documentary he did starring Mick Foley about the life of mall Santas. <laughs> Um, he made the Bill Murray stories that was on Netflix for a while My about people. Still reference that Santa Claus uh, documentary <laughs> it, dude, to me because I they get were teary eyed watching it. Oh, yeah. I get teary eyed watching it. It's a sad documentary. Yes. Um, but yeah. but he now has a two part doc that's on Peacock called "I Love You, You Hate Me," which is um, about the history of Barney the dinosaur. Uh, and the first half is the "I Love You" part, which is all about the humble beginnings of Barney the dinosaur and this woman who was trying to create a character for her child who didn't really have a lot of friends and and the uh, way that that just quickly caught fire and became this small like tape trading thing before eventually getting the phone call from PBS and all of their hopes and dreams coming true. And then the You Hate Me second half of it is all about the tide turning and the like colleges throwing destroy Barney parties and like the, the giant attitude shift of like, fuck this annoying dinosaur and it's annoying songs and everything that it stands for edginess of the nineties. Um, and as well as like what happens when you create a character to help a lonely child and that character becomes so popular that even his mother doesn't have time for him anymore type Man. vibe and yeah. it, it goes into some pretty dark places but it's it's really well made Tommy almost always hits stuff out of the park um, he's currently working on another doc that I'm very excited about uh, all about people who live in homes that were used in famous movies uh, and he sent me oh, a cool. 10 minute clip of the people who live in the McAllister house from Home Alone That's that great. was just like fascinating like it's it's I cannot wait for whenever that is ready uh, to to be seen. But the footage he showed me of that looks fantastic. So uh, nice. check out I Love You, You Hate Me. And also just, hey, support any of your friends who are making cool shit. Like, I don't know, Kyle Kupka, who's got oh. a seed and spark thing going on right now that may or may not be. Yeah, yeah you've got a week left to make a donation by the time Party Line comes out. Yes. So. Okay, so you might you might hear an ad, you might not. So here's my ad. The Wound Within is the name of the short. Uh, we are currently fundraising on Seed and Spark. 
Uh, it is about a woman who discovers a lesion on her chest, um, and she discovers lesions on those around her, but they may or may not be real. Uh, it is Cronenbergian body horror meets House of Psychotic Women. Um, it is an allegory for addiction recovery, uh, and it is my very best friend, one of my very best friends, Jeanette Wall, because uh, we all run together. Um She's fantastic. She's the co- she's the host of um, Horrors of Love podcast, which mm-hmm. uh, is is a pretty cool one to check out for like deep, deep, deep dives uh, on horror movies through the lens of love and gender and sexuality and all the the good stuff. But it's her first screenplay, and I'm honored to help bring this to life. Uh, we have some cool incentives. We have some cool people involved. We're going to do some practical effects, which I'm so stoked on. Yes. Uh, it'll be my first time working for practical effects. So if you want to see that be a thing, then find us on Seed and Spark, The Wound Within, uh, if you want to check it out. And you got to finance that movie to make sure that it is as good, if not better, than 1988's Party Line, which we discussed <laughs> this week here at Horror Movie Night. We will be back next week with episode 400. It'll be a little bit of a break of our regular format. Usually we're discussing a movie. Um, but in next week, we are living through an hour horror movie as <laughs> ourselves, Camp Nightmare, Jersey Ghouls, and Dylan from uh, Christmas 365 get on stage live at the Creature Feature Weekend to talk about our horror hot takes. And Dylan tries to fight a dude at one point. So stay <laughs> tuned for... Yeah, who did Dylan try to fight? I don't fully know even listening back to it. But, yeah. <laughs> but you, if you figure it out, let us know at Horror Movie Night. friends the world got you down don't be sad listen to two dollar late fee with zach and dustin two dollar late fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment the 1980s we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today we also interview your favorite celebrities from that era all in the spirit of positivity and togetherness check us out at two dollar late listening to the Geekscape Network.